do with that what you will but um yeah i mean we're basically started so everybody welcome to wines 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 the podcast where we drink wine wine about things with me your host christine wines 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 uh we have a wonderful amazing guest today we've improved together god i'm so far from improv i say improved together <laughs> um, we've improvised together she's i know her best in my mind as like a biologist zoologist like teacher of nature that's what the first thing I think about is on this person and just an excellent teacher and friend. Welcome to the pod, Lisa Burton. Hello. Hello. Thank you. And I think if you say improv, it's technically improved. Okay. So yep. It's really Calling me out immediately. You know, <laughs> we really improved. I mean, um, it's true, but it's, it is a pet, pet peeve of mine. Whenever I hear actors on podcasts, like their celebrity pet projects when they're like yeah we improv the scene I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out the window I don't like it and you are such you are way into pop culture that is something I mean truly Christine and I haven't really like we haven't really sat down and, and talked for a while because no. I think the last time I even saw you we were in a bigger group of people we were socially distant and in different yeah but we haven't had it since you've been in Australia. I know. Um, yeah, little known secret, folks. I lived in Australia for two years. <laughs> but it's definitely, uh, it's something I've come to lose a lot of my passion for, the pop culture. I still keep up to a certain extent. And I do know that, for example, on the night of this record, Harry and Meghan Markle will be doing their open interview starting at 7 so I'm very <laughs> conscious of that time because it's about 6.30 right now. But I, yeah, some of the some of the stuff that I used to be proud about keeping up with, like the young people stuff, I don't really care about anymore. Like I haven't watched, I didn't watch the Golden Globes. I didn't even check for the red carpet this year because I just- young people stuff. I know the young people, they love the gowns. So it was, it was weird because I just didn't have access in Sydney and like, I remember my first year there I was working and I had like red carpet coverage on like one of my desktop monitors mm -hmm. and all my office was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Whoa. It was tough. That's, yeah. That's tough. I have never really been into the award. <laughs> I definitely was into the day after look at magazines, um, and the gowns that all, and I say magazines because I'm like, I never even really looked it up online. I, mean, I remember when we used to like bring magazines to school the next day and just look <laughs> over the gowns and the magazines. Yeah, I mean, I think I've also become a little bit more conscientious of the content I consume because my content consumption started with Perez Hilton, if you're familiar. Oh yes, I'm very and familiar. Well, he was kind of a dirtbag to begin with. And like, he was mean to celebrities like that. Britney, have you seen the Britney documentary? I must ask. Yeah. Yes. So he was like, he was the style of paparazzi or, or media reporter that I really ate up. And now I kind of, I try to be pick and choosy about the outlooks I look at. Like I don't look at magazines anymore. I really just look at people who report on the fashion and maybe the trends. Cause it is interesting. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I just don't check it as often. 
Yeah. That's so wild. I know it's a lot's changed. I'm a completely different person. Um, (laughs) not really. I'm the same old loser, (laughs) but yeah, I'm just happy you're here. And I'm interested first and foremost, of what, what wine you're drinking. I got a little taste of it earlier. Yeah. Metaphorically of course, but what do you have? Not literal taste. We're in two different spaces, Mm -hmm. but, um, I started to tell Christine what I brought tonight. It is a Chianti Classico, Mm -hmm. uh, Reserva. Um, this is, uh, Fior Divino winemaker's choice, uh, you can get this at any Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and this did have, I peeled the label off, but it did have the classic black rooster, which is required in order to claim Chianti Classico status. Um, I know this and in true, this is true educator form where I went to Italy a couple of years Ooh, ago. Brag. And we were in um, Chianti country, which is okay. like south of Florence, and it's out in the country, very okay. like wine country. Sure. And um, where we were staying, the type of wine mm-hmm. that comes from that area of Italy is Chianti. Okay. In, like in order to be called a Chianti classico, a, tr- a true one, a true one, you mm-hmm. have to have like a, a certain percentage of Sangiovese grapes. And it has to be from within this certain region. Is it like uh, similar to champagne? It sounds like it has to be a specific yeah. grape. And so champagne is, I have a wine podcast, but it's France. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. Oh no, Christy. Is it not France? Am I wrong? Yeah, champagne, okay, is, few, champagne few. is France. Uh, and yes, champagne is to um, that region of France as mm-hmm. Chianti Classico is to this specific region of hmm. Italy, Italy. That's, I mean, the only thing I knew about Chianti to, to start the podcast was really that it's in Hannibal or um, whatever. Silence of the Lambs. That Silence one. Lambs. Nice yes. And is it, is it a robust, like, cause I'm trying to learn the scales. Cause in Australia, wine is like much more readily available because they tax the hell out of liquor and beer. So you can get a fantastic bottle of wine for seven to eight bucks like getting they call it goon bags which is like box wines ten dollars for a decent decent wine but I didn't really learn about regional stuff when I was (laughs) there which I probably should have but whatever (laughs) yeah this Chianti Classico is it is a robust wine it's a little more on the acidic side I like that I like it yeah and it's clearly a red Mm. um Typically, honestly, Chianti is not considered like a really good, like it's not considered a great wine oh, really? um, because the flavor profile is a little, like I said, like a little more acidic, a little mm. on the acid side. So um, when you're looking at like Chianti is comparable to like a Merlot or a um, actually more, what's the Spanish wine? tapas no yes it's tapas (laughs) there's like the spanish wine that's like kind of spicy or it's considered like a little spicy i mean i don't know i really i'm very limited (laughs) in my knowledge i could tell you more about like the origins of like schlitz and hams versus i can wines (laughs) 
So yeah. I just, uh, you know, I went with the, the name and the alliteration. So I'll let, <laughs> I'll let our listeners think on that and, you know, email wines, 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 pod at <laughs> gmail.com with the answer of the Spanish spicy wine. <laughs> um, but that's what this, I think would be a little more compared to. Okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. But if you have like, but there are plenty of wines from the region that are like, we've got 20% Sangiovese grapes and like the blends from the mm. region are honestly probably better wines, more like oh, yeah. table wines. So Chianti, it's a Chianti is an inquired taste. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's what I was led to believe, but I will say this. I think it's good. And you can get this bottle at Trader Joe's for, I think, a pretty good price. I mean, I think it's like eight to 10 bucks for this I'll bottle. I'll take it. And it's a pretty good wine. I don't, I don't shame people for the prices of their wines. I think if anyone shames someone for like a lower price bottle, I'm more, I'm more interested in applauding you for finding such a good value. So Same. I'm definitely, and like, so the wine I'm drinking tonight and Lisa did ask, am I drinking wine? Yes. This is a frozen Turvis cup that my brother got me for Christmas, like four years ago. It's uh, insulated. So it's keeping my delicious Rose, um, nice and cool, but it's, I, I signed up for this program <laughs> program. I, I don't even really know what it is. It's called naked wines. Everybody mm-hmm. gets ads for them, but we actually took them up on it. They basically give you a coupon code for like a hundred dollars um, through, it was through another subscription we do called home chef. And so we got about 12 bottles of wine for only about 60 bucks. Cause mm-hmm. we're like home chef people. So I got this, it's like one of their like naked um, subscriber roses. It's fine. It's, it's a rose. And that's, you know right. what, that's what I was looking for. Something nice yeah. and light. Um, it's a little bit warm out today in Chicago. So I was like, I want something brighter than normal where I've been doing yeah. reds this winter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, for me, I never, I never judge the price of a wine oh. or like the quality of a wine by its price, but I do judge the quality of a wine by whether or not it gives me a headache the next day. Ooh. Have so. you seen those sulfate sticks or the wine sticks? No. So it's like this little mesh like almost like a tea infuser, but there's some sort of like chemical in there that removes the hangover chemicals and toxins in your wine. I mean, the reviews are out. Um, I would say in terms of like headaches and stuff, most of mine are, are from lack of hydration. So I do a lot of Pedialyte these days and it really does work, but headache properties. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one. Cause a wine headache is a little bit worse than like just a couple beers and then not feeling too hot the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit tight. Ty- it's tiring, right? It's sleepy. Yeah. You get real sleepy and it's wild. It's like, cause I'm in my mid thirties now mm-hmm. and I can drink whiskey. I can drink good whiskey all oh. night. I can drink that all night and then feel pretty fine the next day. But a wine. Um, but any kind of like a, a cheap wine, no way, no oh, way. Damn. Next day, I'm lit up for like the whole day. Mm. Lit up the whole day. Um, any kind of like cheap liquor, mm-hmm. I'm laid up for the whole day. Really, you got it. I have well, found a quality taste. Trader, 
quality taste. I mean, that's what happens when you get older. You just get quality taste. That's right. It's yeah. It's all Still about your body slowly. No, um, I'll never die. As I like to say, I'm out, I'm in my mid to late twenties. Uh, I'm 29. Um, so I'm already starting to <laughs> determine we got a bare, we got a barefoot box. It was absolute oh, no, mid to late twenties. I'm sorry. Before we go too far, yeah. mid to late twenties. Yeah. Oh, I never okay. thought I cared. And now I'm saying as a 29 year old that I'm in my mid to late twenties, maybe closer to late, but still I've also determined that 26, 27, 28, really no difference between the years. So what is 29, but mid to late. So I stand by it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of over into early. You're about to I'll be in my late twenties when I turn 30. <laughs> late twenties, early thirties, whatever. Like if it says 28 to 34, that's like, you know, late, late to early. And I'll, I won't even distinguish, but I do a skincare regimen. So hopefully people think mid twenties. So fingers crossed (laughs) for sure. (sighs) It takes an hour of my time at night, which actually, this is an interesting segue because during my skincare regimen, I want regimen, regimen, Reginald uh, skincare. <laughs> Is that a, what did I say? Uh oh, I'm gonna get you an espresso person. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but I do while I do my skincare, which is like seven or eight steps. I watch Sex in the City. I have my phone and I watch TV. So Lisa, what was the topic yeah. here? This is a little yeah. hint, but what do we have? Yeah. So our topic for today is. What are the shows that you're putting on in the background while you do other things? Mm -hmm. And that means like other things. I mean, like you could put on a show while you're doing some work. You could put on a show while you're writing. You could put on a show while you're cleaning the house. Just Mm -hmm. something that's a show that like you can distract yourself from the show. Disassociate a bit. Yeah. And you can still like come back and understand what's going on. Like you still know kind of what's going on or you don't have to know you know because yeah. the show is lighthearted enough or whatever mm-hmm. and how how good at this have you gotten because I'm at a point to where I'm watching a show now sex in the city never seen it I have never seen it before but I was like I'll passively watch this I almost it's yeah. like a podcast at this point are you able oh. to do that or you like look back look forward look back look forward at whatever you're doing you know it really No, I can definitely fully engage in something else while having the, whatever the show is on in the background. Sex and the City is such a perfect example of that style of show. Yeah. Because it's such a good show to have on in the background. Like you don't want to sit down and watch full episodes, fully engaged. I have found, I absolutely don't want to like sit there and watch (laughs) and I'll, I'll watch. So my fiance sponsor, he'll come in and just be like, I don't, I don't want to watch Sex and the City after work when I'm relaxing, this is not a fun experience for me. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. But when he says that about Grey's Anatomy, I do get pissed off because I enjoy watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Now, what's funny, I mean, I think for me, Grey's is another background show for me. But now it is for sure. Maybe in the beginning, but now it just, it sucks. It's not that good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I have... I have a bunch of shows, but I realized recently I've been doing this since I was in middle school. Oh yeah. Like I used to come 
Yeah. It's like, I used to come home and watch, um, dark duck, the, Ooh, the, like, right the, yeah, <laughs> but it was like dark duck, Batman, the mm. animated series and gargoyles mm. were all on like in succession together. And I used to watch them while I would do math homework because, um, and I've recently learned that I'm probably ADHD, like sure. clinically, I yeah. probably should be That's, diagnosed. Sure. Yeah. But what was great about having a show on is that it freed up my mind to be able to do math, like to be able to focus on math. So I would watch TV like while I did that. And then now, I mean, now I use it to just do tasks and have something on like to, I don't know. I don't know why, like maybe just to like keep my mind going or something or to listen to something. So I must ask, so I, I am very much, I've done this my whole life too. Um, I had like a TV going at all times in my house. Like my family, the only way to describe it, it's like, they weren't really music people, especially my mom and dad, like my mom and the radio, she'd always listen to talk radio. My dad would listen to oldies or just be silent. So I was very used to that. And at home, like carrying a TV. Mm -hmm. So I started, especially when I moved no, I started this in high school. I had like a little 10 inch or 12 inch piece of crap TV that I would watch friends DVDs. That was the first show. I really did it lighthearted. Um, very silly. And I had seen it already. So that's why I was like, Oh, this is great, but I would never do music. So my fiance sponsor, he is music like, but I almost get too emotional by music. Whereas with a TV show, I can kind of be like, familiar easy I'm not like surprised by the emotion of the music yeah it's just there but yeah yeah, friends friends is a good one especially not now because it's you know it's in the past and it's very shitty (laughs) same with sex in the city it's like was this meant to be progressive because this is they just had an episode about being bisexual where they're like talking about how it doesn't exist. And I'm like, what? This was 20 years ago. And they were saying this. So you do kind of have to be choosy. Are there shows that you found you can't do anymore in the background? That's yeah. Girls. I think girls is one that like, I I would put that on because it was like, at one point, right. It was like, I really relate to this. And then since you know doing some reading and times change and all that stuff like I can't anymore because also those women are mean to each other there are Mm -hmm. like episodes where you're like oh Jesus Christ yeah be a friend um but that's a show that I've grown out of I am currently um I currently have like a couple of shows that I'll turn on Gilmore girls is the one that Tim, my partner gets alarmed about. (laughs) Oh yes. It's like your dark show. I've got that too. Spencer knows if I have vampire diaries on, he's like, do we need a (laughs) chat? And I'm like, no, I'm just enjoying it. (laughs) No, I'm fine. Um, But he's alarmed by the girls and their fast talking ways. Yeah, no, he, I mean, Tim gets, he, he did a little social media bit where mm-hmm. he had um <laughs> was it on Twitter was, I follow him I didn't see it <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. I think I'm sure he posted it to Twitter because that's the that's the social media place where he's the most active mm-hmm. but he did a bit where like the 
the theme song, which is like, if you're out, huh? on oh, a Carol King classic. In the lonely and it's so cold. Well, they every time that it would come on, he would film himself a little bit, like rocking to it. Love and it. He, he does it like five times because for a while there, I was just boom, boom, boom. I mean, full 12 hour days of Gilmore girls. Mm-hmm. We were just rocking through them. Oh, and yeah. I've done that maybe two or three times. So I've seen all the seasons of it. Oh, sure. Multiple times yeah. because it's an easy show to keep on in the background. Yeah. All you have to do is glance over to be like, oh, is she in Jess or Dean phase? Yeah. Maybe Babette ate broken. oatmeal this episode. Yeah, look, Babette's cats again, huh? So <laughs> like- we just go back and forth uh, between whatever I'm doing and then Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is one. Mm-hmm. The other ones that I do are, right now I'm on Criminal Minds. See, I've never done it, but I do love the Goobler. Love Matthew Gray Goobler. He seems like an ultimate weirdo. And it's a great procedural. Procedurals are good for this because it's like yes. this format, I can drop in and know exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's great. And there's not too much happening with the character backstories, but there is just enough to keep you engaged for the next big character reveal thing they do. Yeah. And they they tend, do do they have big, big bads? Like where it's like this first half of the seasons, it's like episodic, but there's like an overarching like murderer or something that's terrorizing. Yeah. You know, so if you've never seen Criminal Minds, it's mm-hmm. a criminal procedure. It's a procedure FBI, an FBI team mm-hmm. uh, that does profiling, criminal profiling. Mm-hmm. And they also do victimology. So they do victim sure. profiling as well. And is that a real um, thing or is it something the show made up? No, victimology okay. is real. Taking notes, and, continue. Yeah. Um, they even have like a couple of... Um, this I know from a recent DePaul gig I did, mm-hmm. but they have like a criminology unit or like criminology section at DePaul. And I met one of the professors who was talking about victimology, which is, this was a week ago. And mm-hmm. it's half the reason that I know that victimology is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, so yeah, this, in the show, they, there are a couple of seasons, but it's not till later because in the earlier seasons, they'll have an, they'll have like a character arc, but it's mostly about like some of the main characters and some like, uh, like work drama that's Mm. happening. But a couple seasons later, they do kind of what I'll call like a Dexter move. And they have a like, they have a big bad in in a couple seasons. Maybe in the second season, they have kind of a big bad like that because Mandy Patinkin ends up, he's in the- he's in that. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin is in the first two and then they switch over to Joe Montana for that that role. He is also great. He's good, but like, I I prefer Mandy Patinkin. You can't beat Mandy. You can't beat Mandy. And is he in another procedural? Does Mandy Patinkin move over to a different procedural? I feel like he might have, um, I know he's in Homeland and he was quite good in that. I don't, I wouldn't call Homeland a procedural, but he was like, kind of like the fatherish figure. And I'm not sure if that's what he did in Criminal Minds, but a comforting presence. He definitely was a comforting 
Yeah, I thought he was definitely a comforting presence in Criminal Minds. Mm. Also, that show is something to like go back to and look at their edits because wow, it's dated. The edits are wild. They do these big like, here's the crime scene. And then they'll do Mm. this like- Camera shutters. Yes. (laughs) They do these wild edits where then it's like, blood, someone's foot. where it's like blood splatter and like it's just they do it for so long in every episode it's wild it's wild yeah that's something i found that when i'm rewatching, the looking to the fashion like the style in which they're filming those are good indications of like dating it especially because i'll do teen dramas a lot so one tree hill um vampire diaries has mentioned Um, friends maybe not a teen drama but I look to the fashion and to like maybe even like the not the foley but uh the compositions uh, composed like what do they do for like the cut scenes and like transitions early on in shows I find that they rely more heavily on their music department Mm -hmm. and then they move towards maybe more um like sound clips and like actual musicians and bands which is interesting but yeah I find that I unfortunately only, only really transition between either teen dramas or sitcoms. Sometimes I'll do lost if it's available, if I'm feeling especially moody, but it's hard because I'm like, every time I get done with the show, I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this again. Cause it is like a lot of, I'm, I'm multitasking, but I'm like, am I really like, am I just like, you know, shutting my thoughts off a bit, which certainly, um, yes. Yeah, but it's hard because it's like, that's my comfort. I never did the music thing. And it's like, this year I'm forcing myself. I'm like, I want a Spotify wrapped that I'm proud of this year. <laughs> so I'm trying <laughs> to listen to music more, but I get so sucked into these shows. Like my fiance and I just watched New Girl, which oh, yeah. was really fun. It was a silly yeah. one. We actually watched it, but yeah, The Office and Parks and Rec, they're just so easy, like to come back, see a gag and like, for some of these procedurals to come back and be like, man, were they playing this game the whole time? Like to look for clues and stuff. It's really fun. But yeah, I, I find myself getting upset if I'm really deep in and go really quickly on a show. Like you said, 12 days for Gilmore girls, that is record speeds. I, yeah. I'm proud of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's just the kind of show where you can, it's candy. Oh yeah. You and know, how you know the characters, the characters, the writing is fun. Like you can through it. And do you find that you can notice when Amy Sherman Palladino left the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. You absolutely can tell <laughs> because the, the writing gets bad. I mean, it's yeah. just the characters don't connect on the same level anymore. Mm-hmm. They, you can hear in, um, oh my gosh, the woman who plays um Lorelai like the main Lauren Graham yeah Lauren Graham you can hear her get snarky in Mm. the language because she's like I hate this line I hate well how are your feelings and spoilers for those who haven't seen Gilmore Girls I'll come in and do like a little clip when I edit it spoiler alert skip to 31 minutes to avoid Gilmore Girls theory and conspiracy what are your feelings on Christopher? I've been feel- feeling or oh. seeing a lot about 
she should have ended up with Christopher, which I disagree with. Personally. Yeah, I fully disagree. Christopher is a sig- like he is a, a significant part of her past. Mm-hmm. Christopher is a a signifier of the past and he's a shitty human being. Yeah, he's so a dick. I think Christopher can go suck a dick. And I think that <laughs> Luke is a hundred percent the person that Lorelai sh- well, I I can't say a hundred percent. What about Max? Luke is- what? What about Max from like I season? Max the- was okay. I honestly think that Max would have been a much better match for Lorelai yeah. than Luke was. Cause mm-hmm. I think like Luke is so Luke is the Christopher on the other end of the spectrum yeah. where Christopher really signifies like her past and her upbringing. Luke signifies like her, the small townism of shit. Mm. And like, I, I relate to that on the level of like, I have an ex-boyfriend who definitely was my high school sweetheart, Mm. like small town ex-boyfriend. Sure. And that dude was amazing. He was so great. (laughs) He truly was like the perfect sweetheart of a guy. And I broke up with him halfway through my college career and we were engaged. Like we were engaged to be married. I broke up with him because I realized I was like, I still have two years of college to go and I can't, I can't keep dating this person from high school. Yeah. And I had to break up with that person, but I relate to that on like a, where I'm like, that guy would have been great to marry, but not my great, like he's not for me, you know? And And not for present day Lisa, for past Lisa, good stuff. Love it. Cherish it. Present day Lisa, present day Lorelai, Max. I think Max is a great he would have been better. compromise. He would have been such a better person for her to end up with. Yeah. Luke um, is kind of immovable. Um, he's great and like sweet and their chemistry is fun, but definitely like, yeah, that's, I, I, I can't rewatch Gilmore Girls anymore. So my best friends, they've gotten me onto certain shows like One Tree Hill and Vampire Diaries and Gilmore Girls. And some of them still watch it. Like that's the only show they'll watch and just have on repeat. And actually she's going to come on and her topic will be anybody who likes Dean, <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> which I think will be fun. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I had to move on from it because I got so bored of Rory really. And with the yeah. reboot, Rory was just like, what are we doing here? Like, mm, no, is she cool? Not. I don't think so. No, Rory <laughs> was cool when she was younger. I, as a 36 year old woman, early thirties. Yeah. I would, at my early thirties, I would hang out with young Rory. Yeah. I would not hang out with Rory in her, but no. what's nuts. I mean, Rory and I are the same age. Rory and oh. I in the show are. The you would same have been, age. no, I was going to say you would have been the age Lorelai gave birth, but that was 16. Like that's the whole point yeah. of the show. <laughs> but I also, I also in the show, like I also related to that because, um, Rory, my mom had me when she was 18. Okay. So and you had so a close, close age there, difference. Yeah. And my mom had to drop out of college <gasps> to raise me. And so dead. we have, we do not have the rapport that mm. Rory and Laurel I have. I know one does. No one does. No one, absolutely no one does. But I do relate to that. Uh, insofar as like, there are some young mom things where like, daughters have to become their mom's parents sometimes like for a little bit yeah I think more so than than you know a 40 year old giving birth but yeah yeah I want to 
quickly ask how are what's your method of consumption so i have an ipad in the kitchen yeah i have my phone that's largely what i do and so right now especially i'm doing drag race <clears throat> but i only have like google play but i'm using a friends to watch drag race but it's only on the ipad so then when i have my phone i'll do sex in the city on my phone which is again Ooh. dangerously um you know, close to mental illness, I believe with having four <laughs> different shows on four different devices, but what is your method of consumption? Well, I really have. So my computer died earlier this year. <gasps> oh, the computer no. that I'm using now is Tim's 2013. We are in the year 2021. It is his 2013 work computer. Is it a Mac or a PC? It's a Mac okay. and it's fine. It's sure. fine. It's not great. Um, mm. But, and the, the battery life fucking sucks. Oh but yeah, always plugged in, I'm sure. It's very bad. But uh, this is what I use. And it, Tim had this stand, mm-hmm. like a Mac stand yeah. for the computer. Mm-hmm. And I use this everywhere. I use it in the, I bring it into the kitchen. I get I, it. Like Tim's got an iPad that he uses mm-hmm. for all that stuff. And I have a Kindle that when I worked on cruise ships, I would use the Kindle. A fire? Uh, what? A Kindle fire? Of course the Kindle fire. <laughs> but Kindle fire is a little outdated yeah. at this point. And so I just use the computer really wherever I'm going. I don't even use my phone. Like I can, but I'm like, mm. eh. Um, do you have I, a TV in the home? Do we have a TV? We do. Okay. Uh, and the TV is in the living room, which yeah. is very rarely where I do my multitask work. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching when I'm cooking. So I just have it on like Thanksgiving. I watched two seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, you talked about drag race, like reality TV. I have so many reality TV shows that I've watched. Like, um, I'm excited. Yeah. We're talking, I mean, I Still have not seen Drag Race. Drag Race is something that I'm like, I just need to reserve Drag Race for like a week or two where I just watch Drag Race. It's it's a lot to take in. So my best friend, she actually just went to a Drag Race drive-in show, but I dragged my feet on this because I'm like, I know I'm going to love this and I would lose myself a bit to it. Yeah. So watching it passively has helped me to not like stare and, and yeah. to just have it on. Cause you can kind of just like turn around for the challenges and the runways and like the fights and stuff, which I'm in a boring season now. So I'm like, I'm tr- trucking along really slowly, but I-, I think it's fun. It's worth it for a passive watch, especially if you just want to get it done and get into the culture. Cause like it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, I watch so we did watch um survivor i watched <sighs> survivor for the first time over oh. the pandemic how many and seasons have you watched i've only seen two seasons they're and fantastic they were, i'm like, sure I, I maybe saw like we did that too <laughs> i mean i yeah i maybe saw like in the middle of the seasons like mm-hmm. i didn't even see the i didn't even see from the beginning which drives me nuts because i'm a completist oh, so, I, like, so you can't give up on things though it's, I don't give up on things uh, it's hard for me to start from the beginning and, or like, it's hard for me to start from the middle rather yeah, yeah. and go all the way through. I have to start from the beginning of something, but, uh, survivor, we only had, I think maybe, Oh God, I don't even know what season, maybe season six or something mm. on Netflix, whatever was on Netflix. Oh, sure. Sure. 
So we watched that and I was hooked. I was like, yeah, this is great. I want to see more of this. We ended up watching one that was like, um, like an all stars of Survivor and it sucked. It was very bad. It was, was so it, was it winners at war or was it heroes versus villains? Here, uh, I think heroes versus villains okay. because it was the, like the last season where they, they had the sand challenge yep. where they, where they people fought. were getting, yeah, people, they fought and people got their ankles broken and shit. And yep. they were like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Survivor. We did that. Fun fact. The first night I had been wanting to watch it for a while. Cause I was like, this seems like a fun thing for both of us to like mindlessly eat dinner and just enjoy the evenings. The first night we watched Survivor was the first night or the night that my fiance also proposed to me. So (laughs) I'll remember that. But yeah, we definitely got into Survivor over the pandemic. It's just such a good mindless thing. And like, we found like things to bitch about it though. We're like, we hate these types of challenges. Like we hate, like there's some challenges that are boring, but some of the challenges are like too disgusting. Like they always do a food challenge and stuff, but it's definitely harder to passively watch. Well, I shouldn't say that you can passively watch it, but it's like, almost like if you watch with a partner, you're like kind of, it's hard to passively watch when you're with a partner. Cause I feel bad if I'm like looking at my phone, if we're watching something together. Yeah. So I try to do all my passive watching by myself. A lot of, and Tim and I, like, that's where we fall is that we tend to watch reality shows together Mm. and I have been watching some reality like on my own but for the most part we watch the reality show stuff together (laughs) bless you (laughs) keeping it in keeping it all in well you're welcome everybody (laughs) so let me me. ask are you a real housewives type of reality are you like (laughs) a, a TLC like sister wives so real housewives or sister wives <laughs> okay i've never seen either of those shows but okay. what i have seen that might be akin to that is the um bling have you seen bling is that on netflix it's i think so yeah and it's the um it's like the reality show that's like crazy rich asians oh yes i want to see it worth it yes 100 okay. percent worth it so fun kind of reminded me of selling sunset which if you've never seen that netflix show i haven't dare i <laughs> that's a whole bag of worms now you say a whole bag of worms i would i'll say that but i'm not a fisherman so we'll fact check it <laughs> afterwards and then it, you know just, we'll release it next week once we get the approvals release catch and release um you just like you have to see selling sunset it's just so horrific and it's these it's a bunch of women who work for these twin men who are Mm -hmm. realtors every everyone's a realtor everybody so like everybody from my high school like and like yeah they're all like i'll sell houses yeah they're very hot women Mm. and they all have different shit going on yeah and naturally naturally and they're all in LA and so it, it's the know, hottest market it's television <laughs> now I'm gonna come out of this and just be like so shamed like just every day what are you what are you watching today what are uh, <laughs> this is just becoming like my shame just is gonna build and build I'm gonna watch so I much mean, more now 
yeah you have to put it out on the table like we're all watching shit shows yeah i mean uh, we looked at apartments today and i was like hey this kitchen's big enough for a kitchen tv so yeah should just go for it lean in you you gotta lean in you gotta think about it like that it it's wild. It's a weird, like, I watch a lot of shows where I can displace my world and mm. think about what it's like to be in that world. Like, the, and that's why reality TV is, is interesting to me. Like, um, don't get me wrong. I love the world that I live in. I feel mm-hmm. very grateful for the life that I lead. Yeah, love it. But man, the idea of being smoking hot, getting Botox every other day and Can't selling multi billion dollar homes in LA is what is like fun fantasy. What a fun yeah. fantasy. I think the thing about these shows, you what you've just said, and we might end with this because I think I'm so propo- profound in what I'm going to say next. <laughs> propound. Really uh, propound. Um, I think it's escapism at the end of the day. Like we yeah. use these shows as escapism. And you know, now that I think about it, it wasn't pro- profound at all. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think everybody would be listening and saying, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. No, you're so right. It's just escapism. You got to yeah. get out of here sometimes, especially yeah. this year. Oh, absolutely. And especially with the current world we're living in. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to watch a few more hours of TV. So I don't have to listen to, especially what they're releasing now. It's as if every showrunner was like, people want to see their favorite TV heroes deal with COVID. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I absolutely do not. I do not need to see who's even my favorite TV hero. Meredith Grey, 100%. Okay, yeah. I do kind of want to see if she's okay. Well, no way. I don't know it. I don't know if it's come back for I don't know the second half of the season but they're like is she gonna die I'm like I think she gets paid a million dollars per episode I don't think she's given up that cash cow anytime soon she's making so much money and she works I'm sorry in Grey's Anatomy do they tackle COVID mm-hmm. <gasps> it's insane um so like all the characters that you know and love gone dead disappeared <gasps> um really it's only Meredith of the OGs Meredith Dr. Bailey and Weber. Those are the only three originals left. Um, Patrick Dempsey is gone. Oh, girl. Um, he, he, w- he left like five seasons ago. Um, I, can't. I can't. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to break your heart. So what I'll say now is, do you have anything to plug Lisa? Yeah. This time? I have a million, look, I'm doing a million things. You honestly are. It's really <laughs> impressive. Yes. Okay. More than All me. Right. Here's a few. One. Follow me. I'm a half a bottle of wine in. Hell so, yeah. Wines, wines, wines. One, find me on Instagram at grown.from.scratch. Okay. Find me on Instagram. Uh, two, devil's daughter, devil's daughter comedy.com. Devil, uh, God knows. I'll put it in the description. Christ. Find the <laughs> website. We're, we've got classes going on. We have a once a month, we've got a show that happens. Fresh hell. Fresh hell. Are you teaching a a class too? You can sign up with this lovely lady. You sure can. You can come learn from me when I'm not drunk. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It might be fun if you are though. (laughs) But, but I'm not, but it would be fun. Um, (laughs) But you can, and definitely sign up for workshops. Like here's, what's very cool about what we do. 
our classes are $110 per class mm-hmm. six, for a six week class. It's, That's it's fantastic. Deal. It's so good. And then not only that, but if you sign up for a workshop, our workshops this month are, I believe Carl Bradley is teaching a workshop. Ooh, with us. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then we have a panel. We have a panel toward the end of the month, but if you sign up, those are donations based. So if you can't afford it right now, baby, do not pay anything. Just show up. Mm. Show it's up. so fun. Um, and that's all, I mean, that's what we're doing, Yeah, but You're also devil's advocate in, sometimes what, devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on devil's advocate. That's on oh. Patreon. Mm-hmm. Like if you sign up for the Patreon, but stepping stone, you were saying, I was going to say stepping stone theater is a, a theater that's coming up, uh, in Chicago. Like mm. go check them out. Nice. Um, I feel like I should also plug lantern comedy collective. Oh yeah. Also- a group that you should go check out. Um, too kind. This is all, look, this is all, these are all comedy theaters in Chicago. They Second need City. something to survive. You know, Second City, they got bought and their classes are $9,000 per really session. Cool. You know, you got to put your money where the people are going to yeah. actually benefit and God bless Second City, but yeah. I can't afford it. <laughs> I can't afford it. And if you can afford it, I know the teachers over there and they're great. Go they are great. Teach, yeah. Like, go take classes in Second City. I don't care. Yeah. But like, I think improv comedy is so fun. Oh, yeah. You should come take an improv class. Come it's take It's where I met class. you, Lisa. I met you. We both joined Devil's Daughter within a month or so of each other. Maybe yeah. a couple months. It was a wild, a wild ride. And now here we are three years later. Maybe three and a half years later. But... I know. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so your time. Me. I so appreciate it. It's been, this is such a blast, and let's hang out soon, Christine. Oh, absolutely. And I'll say goodbye to my guests, but I'm just gonna stop the recording and chat with Lisa a bit more. But we'll see you next <laughs> week on What's What's Wines, sponsored by Chianti Classico. Devil's daughter. 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 Devil's Devil's daughter. 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 Devil's we also want to thank our Patreon subscribers, April Adams, Andrew Akraboff, Sam Bowers, Ann Welty, Adam Kershaw, Caleb Brecken, Eric Peterson, Chris Van Houten, Rick Dugan, and Susie Carroll, and anyone else we missed. Thank you. If you like this podcast, check out the other bangers in the network, Talking Shop with James Dugan and Rob Grabowski. Listen in as they interview comedians in the Chicago comedy community about life, comedy, and everything in between. Experience the world, a guided auditory experience of pre-quarantine activities like baseball and kissing. Dear Diarrhea, a podcast where guests read their embarrassing diary entries, poetry, music, and stand-up. Blocked, a podcast where guests do dramatic readings of their actual horrifying dating texts. Devil's Daughter is now offering online improv workshops and classes through partnerships with local BIPOC improv teams and donations to social justice organizations. Your class tuition helps fund and grow our community. Check out Devil's Daughter Instagram and Facebook for more information.